0: Welcome
1: up, everybody? It's to the Podcast. Podcast. Holy shit, we're back.
0: <laughs> and better than ever, baby.
1: And better than ever. Man, we only been on YouTube for one week. And we already got a new layout. What the fuck is going on around here? These motherfuckers get professional. I think somebody's,
0: I think somebody's working hard for the money. So <laughs> hard for it, honey.
1: She work hard for the money, so you better treat me right.
0: I treat you right baby I know you I'll will. lick you in all the right places I know how to make you scream <laughs> so what is going on my friend pasty white? My friend, I, I am screen.
1: going to the YouTube and realizing uh, I'm on partly not set up yet. So uh, what is going oh, on, man? Pasty little White, little it's my running, it's live. It screen. just says it's Beefsticks Podcast Episode and
0: 21. And partly not set up yet. So, so, so what is going on, man? Our fans know. Our fans have been counting each and every episode. They know exactly where we're at, man. They know exactly so where we're right. at. We we're right. we on right. we Our fans noise. know. Weird. Our fans are been owning each and every episode. You know so exactly right, on. so they can. know exactly where we're at, They know exactly where we're at. It does sound like it sounds like six cans, actually.
1: I got 12 bottles. So like they know cans? exactly
0: oh, where we're at. Oh, so yeah. Our fans are all fans. Ding, dong. It, sound like it, it sounds like six cans. Ding, it, ding, exactly. ding, dong. Keep the heads ringing. So ding,
1: like dong. They know. Bring it down. Don't know what that means, but it's there. All right, we're good. Beef Six Podcast, episode 222. Happy birthday, Mr. McMahon. We promise not to piss up off.
0: Happy 72nd birthday. to what may as well be considered the godfather of professional wrestling. And a happy 72nd. To a man who's in better shape than either Pasty or myself. You know, we don't try that hard, though. We don't try that hard, though. No. No. Well, I work hard at this, this figure, man. I work hard at it. I keep my gut bulbous. I keep my tits ample supple I work hard for it I keep my ass supple ass supple. With, su- with supple with supplements ass. I got that ass supplement
1: shake that ass bitch and let me see what you got yeah too bad my voice isn't low this week fuck that would have been great <laughs>
0: You ain't on that jungle juice.
1: <laughs> Holy shit, guys. So we're doing something a little uh, backwards and completely different from what we normally do on the show. Fat Mac shit. is totally and completely in charge of the audio. And I am totally and completely in charge of your video. And he can't even see me right now.
0: Nope. But I'm you will get a certain of him sound in a dress. effects. <laughs> Like uh, this one. Yeah, and this one. And this one. I can't and hear And for those. a change, Hasty can't hear them, and I can, so he's on the <laughs> other end this time. <laughs> He has no idea what I'm clicking. I could be clicking the button that says Pacey White's an asshole. He doesn't know. The
1: episode should have been called Hear No Evil, See No Evil, because you can't see me and I can't hear you.
0: Right? And we're both like, evil uh, as shit. Fuck yeah. Fuck you! Yeah. We're both both almost as evil as uh, Evil from mm. New Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: I'm proud to say I got beer in the studio again. It's been like four weeks. I apologize. I'm
0: proud for you. I'm very proud of you. That's awesome. Mm. What do you have, Pasty?
1: Oh, boy. This week, we're drinking on Stone Ruination Double IPA. Because, I mean, when I think, do I I want a hamburger at McDonald's? Nah, I want a double cheeseburger. Do I want an IPA? Nah. Let me double down on that shit. I even got a story to read you. When Stone Ruination... I want to hear it. First hit the scenes in 2002, ales filled with resinous cumulus lupulus were few and far between, not so today. Terms such as lupulin and IBU are well established in the craft beer lexicon. This double IPA has always been crafted to celebrate all facets of the hop and the hip.
0: I added that part. The hip, shut the up. hop, the hip, the hip <laughs> to the hip, hip hop, and you don't stop rocket to the bang, bang, boogie, so up, jump, the boogie, cause the boogie to the boogie, boogie to the beat. Be.
1: Now, what you hear, is, shut up, I can't do that. I could, I could do the whole song, and I really want to, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to.
0: But well, let's all just admit that Sugar Hill Gang is one of the best, not only rap groups, but musical groups of all time, and a pioneer of what we call hip hop and rap today.
1: But anyways, it's beauty and poetry. (laughs) It's boldness and might. As a craft beer, it has evolved. And so, too, have techniques for coaxing the best out of hops. So, in updating Stone Ruination IPA, we squeezed every last drop of piney, citrusy, tropical essence from the Centennial Citra, Sicmo, and Azteca Hops that give us this beer, its incredible character. Join us in cheering this, the second stanza in our liquid poem to the glory of the hop.
0: All glory to the hop.
1: Glory. I'm going to start a a, a hop-based religion. And like it or not, all of you listeners are part of it.
0: I'm going to start a hip-based religion where we, like, yeah. worship hip bones and shit.
1: That's weird. That's
0: and weird. then you and I can, like, get together and have a hip-hop religion, and it'll be uh, amazing.
2: <laughs>
1: <sighs> yes, sir. So what are you drinking on? Or are we just skipping your so, part?
0: I actually got a... um. I got a double six-pack. It's a brewing company I, uh, I, I we haven't had on here before, and I hadn't heard of yet. It's called Badger Hill. I was actually right, Pasty. I couldn't badger, remember the name of it. Badger Milk? like Badger animal? Hill, not Badger, badger, badger milk. milk. Badger Milk. From it's the Badger animal. Milk.
1: Rob Schneider, your favorite. So, uh, right? Your favorite movie?
0: I, yeah, Rob Schneider is my favorite movie. You are correct.
1: No, The Animal. The animal is
0: my favorite movie.
1: Specifically. Which, the which animal.
0: animal? The badger? <laughs> which animal is my favorite movie? The puma? <laughs> How about Jaguar? Jaguar. Anyways, so I got, it's a double six pack. It's got three of, of two types of beer. And the one is the mini ale named after Minnesota. And the other is the Hop Hill, named after Hopa soda hmm. And they're both from uh, the Badger Hill Brewing Company of Shakopee, Minnesota. Uh, for those of you folks who don't remember, Shakopee, Minnesota brews all of its beers in the toilets of the Shakopee State Prison of Minnesota. Um, delicious. You can taste it. And this comes with a story as well. And the two stories come together, the mini ale and the hop hill. They have a story that comes together. And the story goes, many moons ago, when the Vikings came to Minnesota and upon their land, they landed in Minnesota, and they created this ale. But they had these, these tiny, tiny pitchers, because nobody thought to bring larger pitchers. And they called it the mini ale. Yes, it was the mini ale. And they drank this mini ale, and they all went gallivanting as they were inebriated to the hills.
1: and frolicking.
0: Yes, to the hills of Minnesota, because Minnesota is known, if nothing else, for its hills. And while on the hills of Minnesota, they started hopping. And that is where the Hop Hill beer came from. So that's where you get the uh, mini ale and the Hop Hill I think, um,
1: I think, honestly, my interpretation true. of that is it, Minnesota Nice. It's Minnesota Nice slang for Suicide Hill. It's the hill you go to jump off of when you're at the end of your rope, man.
0: It's just Minnesota Oh, yeah, there's nice. plenty of that there. There's plenty <laughs> of that there. You know, there's a few rapes there also. I mean, they're Vikings. That's what they do. They rape and pillage. You know, there's nothing nice about real life Vikings. You know, everybody's so shitting pissed about the Redskins football team. Nobody says nothing about the Vikings. Were they not the worst type of creatures of known? You ever watch that fucking show on? What is it? Showtime or whatever?
1: I'm not that watching fucker's it. ruthless. I'm not watching it until Horrible. I'm done with Vikings. Or not. <laughs> yeah, until I'm done with it. <laughs> until I'm done with Black Flag. I got like three or I'm four. I'm not watching Vikings
0: until I'm done with Vikings. <laughs> Fuck that if I'm going to start re-watching it while I'm watching it now. <laughs> uh uh, I've, never, I've never watched it either. I made up that whole story, but it sounds like a good story because they didn't give me a story to tell. And, and so I like that, that story. I like I like seeing Vikings frolic and, and, you know, gallivant.
1: There you go.
0: There's not That's enough Vikings gallivanting on TV nowadays.
1: Skipping through fields of daisies.
0: Yeah, all you get is the raping and the pillaging, you know? They had fun too. Right. They had homo in, in Viking times. Come on, they were on a ship together for years. Right. What'd they do before they started raping the women, the Native American women on which the beaches they landed? Before that, they were <laughs> fucking each other in the ass on the ship.
1: Hey, according to Black Frolic- Sails, Captain Flint was gay before he was on the ship. Well, he wasn't gay, but he was curious.
0: Well, you don't get a name like Captain by being straight, my friend. <laughs> it's <No>. super special. <laughs>
1: And then I got to say, I'm super disappointed in myself because Defenders hit Netflix. Have you been on your Netflix this week?
0: I have not watched Defenders.
1: No, but have you been on Netflix this week? If you're on Netflix uh, this yeah. week, you will notice that there's a new profile on your Netflix saying, Josh borrowed Netflix
0: for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see that. I haven't checked it out, but Pierce I see it. Like,
1: did you message him and tell him? I'm like, that defeats the purpose of the title. <laughs>
0: Right? <laughs> that blows the whole surprise.
1: I watched every episode of the Defenders in, in two sittings, and I'm really sad that it's over.
0: That seems like a waste of a show, man. Why would you want to do it in just two sittings? Now you've wasted the whole show.
1: Because it's only eight episodes. Why not
0: spread it out? Spread it out.
1: It was like sitting through two movies. That's what I. That's how I pr- watch a show. I pretty much sit down and I'll watch the duration of like a good long three three and a half hour movie. And then that's a day for me.
0: I hope you don't fuck like you watch TV, Loke, or I feel bad for Panda Red. <laughs> I'm going to plow it out in two goes. And we're going to be done. <laughs> I'm satisfied. <laughs>
1: no, no, I, I really want to... I'm, I'm God, contemplating... I'm
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> contemplating going like back and gl- watching all the Marvel uh, Netflix shows again. Even though I've I, uh, watched them once.
0: I still haven't watched Iron Fist. I haven't watched Iron Fist yet. I, I should, so but I haven't.
1: You should. You need to before you can watch the Defenders.
0: I haven't watched the Defenders. I know. It was it was fucking good. I got I got Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I still haven't watched the first one of that, and I got the disc sitting the first Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I got the disc of two sitting on my table right now. It's like I'm not gonna watch it, I need to watch the first one right i gotta go on to find
1: that yeah you gotta watch the first one because supposedly in the third one they're killing them all off that's what i heard
0: spoilers uh, i'm okay with that it works I'm okay with that oh uh, so i feel like we're obligated to do this at this point uh let's talk the latest rick and morty All right. I feel like the fans rely on us to give them our opinions of of what's popping in the Rick and Morty-verse.
1: Now that Adult Swim made it so hard for people to actually watch the show, it's our sworn duty.
0: How difficult is it really? Instead of going to YouTube, you go to a different website. Right, right. No, and to I'm be sorry. fair, there is still actually a handful of um. There are a handful of the episodes, at least as of, um, at least as of Tuesday, that were still up. You had to look a little harder on YouTube, but there were a handful that were still up. I found them, of course, after I had already watched it on uh, by other means. But just looking for other for other random stuff, I found a handful of the episodes.
1: Now I. Uh I rate things based on how funny I find it. Therefore, the last episode is probably my favorite of the season. Fair enough. Um, this would have to probably be my second or third favorite. I don't know if Pickle Rick surpasses it or wow. not. But, wow! Yeah,
0: I give you that. I guess. I get, yeah, if you're rating it on just uh, the comedy, I, I can yeah. see that. I want you know how how much
1: does it make me laugh? And this is just—I've only watched the episodes through once. I think I'm gonna go back and rewatch them all again soon, but I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Well,
0: and as I said last week, like <sighs> I said, I, I my favorite up to that point was uh, um, the Mad Max episode, and that was probably the least funniest of them so far. But I really liked the character development and I liked the action and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So so we're we're basing on two different things, which is good. We're always you and I are, are usually pretty good at looking at things looking at the same coin, but from two different sides. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. You''re, you're uh, I've got the caveman brain and you're slightly more analytical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's good because that kind of covers our spectrum of, of listeners, I hope, and viewers at this point. Thank you viewers. On YouTube, we appreciate it. And thank you, listeners, on Spreaker and iTunes and Google Play Music and Stitcher Radio and whatever other means you may be finding us on. We love you. (laughs) (laughs) So go ahead, uh, plug, plug the episode, talk about the episode, let us know what's going on. Well,
1: Morty begged Rick to take Jerry on an adventure. Jerry knew it was bullshit right away.
0: They went to somewhere. Yeah, but where, what did Jerry think it was right away? He he didn't think that it was <laughs> it was a bullshit adventure. Oh uh, I don't remember his
1: exact words, but something about being dumped naked into the vacuum of space by Rick. He yeah, he, he thought
0: that killed. he thought that Rick was gonna kill him, is what he <laughs> thought it was. He thought it was like a taking old yeller behind the barn, you know. And to be fair, he was naked and Rick did promise. To make him pants. But Rick did not follow through on his promise to make him pants right away. <laughs>
1: uh, no, I like this episode a lot. They didn't want to go on an adventure together, so they decided to just stop at a place and, and come up with a story, a cover story for their fake adventure. And shit ensues.
0: <laughs> shit ensues. Shit ensues. But he takes him to this place for a specific reason, and the specific reason that he takes Jerry to this place is this is one of the few, if not only, places in the universe where no harm, no death, no illness, no nothing ill-conceived can happen to you. So it's basically like, let's take the special ed kid to the fucking ball pit with foam walls. It's basically what, what Rick was doing to Jerry.
1: It's great kids running around with laser pistols, shooting each other in the head, getting back up and running off.
0: Yeah, but it's still bad parenting. (laughs) It's a quote from the episode, folks, if you haven't watched it yet. (laughs) Oh, and I totally called the um, Lando Calrissian Han Solo um, um, part when, when they first get there. I was watching it for the first time with Phantom... And that guy spears Rick through the heart. And uh, and I was like, right off the bat, I was like, oh, shit, they're doing the Lando Calrissian Han Solo. <laughs> right. I didn't know how they were going about it, but it's Rick and Morty. I mean, this is the show where, where Rick gave Morty a shot that fixed broken legs. So I knew he was fine. But I totally <laughs> called the Lando Calrissian Han Solo fucking deal. And it was, and it was. They're like, you son of a bitch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then Jerry uh, gets taken in by the the leader of the place. I think. I don't know. Yeah, almost,
0: almost kind of a really uh, almost this. a mob, almost a mob boss type of figure. Almost. You know, kind of a, uh, a Don Corleone, if you will. Yeah, and he
1: hates Rick, and he basically who tells, does tells Jerry you're you're gonna kill Rick. Um. Jerry's like, how, how can I kill Rick? We're in a place where you can't die. And at the very top of, good God, I'm really bad at this. Don't make me tell stories. You tell stories. The world.
0: Fantastic <laughs> thing guy. The Whirly Dirly. <laughs> the Whirly Dirly, uh, which is a. Wh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun listening to it. Which, which is a, a roller coaster. <laughs> The whirly-durly is a roller coaster. And you could imagine being on a roller coaster in a place where you cannot be harmed. Like, I don't do roller coasters. I don't. I don't like heights. I don't like roller coasters. But if I knew for uh, an infinite, 100% fact that I couldn't be harmed or hurt, I'd go on a roller coaster quick as shit because it'd be fun. The only reason I don't go on roller coasters is because, you know, I'm going to die.
1: I love roller coasters. Maybe it's because of a secret I want to die part of me. But I don't think so. It could be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I like roller coasters. So they're on and... this roller coaster and the deal is there's one point in the loop where um, where they go above what is basically the, the force field that keeps everybody safe. At one point of the loop they go just slightly above that force field and at that point... Rick can be killed or anyone or anyone. anyone can be killed. So So this gang, this mob, if you will, convinces Jerry all Jerry has to do is take him on the roller coaster. That's all you got to do, Jerry. Just take him on the roller coaster. So Jerry takes him on the roller coaster and the guys are in there and they're gonna kill him and Jerry wants to try to save Rick. I don't know why. Why not just let the motherfucker die? He's the bane of Jerry's fucking existence. That part I don't get. Uh, There's a lot in this episode I don't get, and we can get to that later when talking about it. But anyways, so he's like, hey, Rick, duck, hey, we're over here. Hey, let's start. (laughs) And anyways, but then Rick notices these guys are trying to kill him. And then one of, uh, God, it's not even one of the best battle scenes of this season because I got to give that to Pickle Rick.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, But still, a really awesome fight scene takes place. A, is on a roller coaster, and B, at this point, until they get to that one peak, none of them can be harmed or killed. So heads are getting knocked off, and people are getting fucking shot, and arms are getting dismembered, and everything just pops back and grows back, and everybody's still living. So it's a really awesome fight scene, honestly. This is probably the highlight of the whole episode.
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I do, however, like when Rick gets shot with the dart and and becomes completely jerried out. That's fun.
0: Yeah, and and see, that's that's the biggest part I don't like. So, folks, anyways, after the fact, jibba bob jibba boo. Um, they end up giving Rick uh, a shot with a dart, as Pasty said, which takes. See, I oh, think fuck. uh I think he doesn't like the uh, picture that I put up of him. By that way, might have been what it
2: is. As of the second, we are now back on YouTube. YouTuber, we're back. Woo-hoo! YouTuber! Hey, hey, this is important <laughs> why you also follow us on our Spreaker so that when shit happens, you can stick with the
0: show cuz the shit never stopped. You won't miss a beat, folks, if you do that. You won't miss a beat. If you were just on YouTube, you have no fucking idea what just happened. Do you? Do you? Well, you didn't miss much. I did sum up the Rick and Morty thing. Um, I talked about Bobby Roode a little bit. I was just starting to get on Rusev. Um, I'm on the news and notes, unless there was something you wanted to get into uh, in between all this, Loke.
2: Um, No, we can talk about Rusev and Lana and this uh, bullshit permeating the Internet.
0: Yeah, bullshit. That's what it is. Or that's what it seems to be. See, there is you a uh, website called...
2: B-sticks, the. It can't possibly be true. That's
0: all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I agree. You need to <sighs> get that put on bumper stickers and shit, man. <laughs> so, um, there's a website called the Dirty Sheets. And they, as well as uh, many other news sources, were reporting that Rusev had tension with the creative team as of late. Um, understandable he has been booked like shit for well over a year
2: yeah very much so
0: and um and if this I, I think we talked about this recently but my feeling is if this still stems from their fucking engagement while wwe had a storyline where they were broken up that's petty as shit cause that's been like three years ago so i hope it's something else other than that that's keeping them in the doghouse but anyways after uh pasty white made a few phone calls he sent me some names through email. I got a hold of some, some people. We have confirmed that there is no truth to the report issued earlier today via the dirty sheets that Rusev and Lana were asking for their release. Not true. Didn't happen. We can't back that up with a single source. Rusev and we Lana
2: do ask for release, but it's more of the sexual type.
0: Yeah, Rusev likes to get his prostate milked. Um, If you don't know nothing about that, look it up on... uh, Yeah, just pass on it. It's probably not a pretty thing. Subsequently, Lana did put out a tweet earlier today stating, um, stating, quote, that's called, Don't believe the pathetic villagers that pretend that they are journalists with real facts. Ha 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 ha. So... While one can assume that Rusev and Lana are probably not happy with the way they're being booked now.
2: (laughs) Alright, and we're back on the YouTubes again. Third time's the charm. Third time's the charm! It better be fucking good. This better not happen again. I'm gonna get real pissed. Old Vinny Mac, sitting with his bottle of Windsor Canadian at his desk, just pushing the red button. So the fuck did I miss? Yes.
0: Coming, but uh, Red Dragon did. I don't know if they're gonna call him Red Dragon, but hey,
2: and now the YouTubers can hear you again.
0: <laughs> Woo! That's good. Also, <laughs> fuck. Well, I don't know if they're gonna call him Red Dragon. But I do know that Corey Graves referred to their finisher as Chasing the Dragon yes, yes, on NXT. He did. Yes, he did. So that's cool. That that gives me hope. Um, and, and I, you know what? They don't have to keep their name Red Dragon. But I do love the Red Dragon name. I, mean, I like it. And it's associated with them. Blue Dragon. Blue Dragon. What a, what a lowercase B-L-U. Or, or they'll just add a hyphen
2: and it'll become Re-Dragon. Great. <laughs>
0: Well, they are the new formation of the Red Dragons. They are Redragon. dragon Um, But then later that night, what I hoped for and thought didn't happen because I fell asleep and then didn't catch the full thing, Adam Cole Bay 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 actually did show after the main event, after Drew Galloway beat Bobby Roode and became the new NXT heavyweight champion, Adam Cole, baby came in as well as red dragon. And the three of them, uh, fucking wreaked havoc in the ring. And it made me so happy. And I come down myself a little, and then I come down myself a lot. And then I jerked off and I couldn't come anymore. So I just sat there with a limp dick in my hand flopping around, (laughs) but it still made me happy. Very happy. It was exactly what
2: you wanted. And you didn't even see it first time. I'm like, you know, you gotta go back. You gotta go back.
0: I was it's trying not to spoil it for you. you. <laughs> I wanted to this really happened. bad. <laughs> I was watching NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3, and I fell asleep about halfway through. I, I had to work in the morning. I had worked all day, and I was just tired. I, I accidentally fell asleep, but I kept it on. And so it ran while I was sleeping. And I wake up multiple times throughout the night, and my dogs wake me up. And they played NXT Brooklyn 3... Yeah, at least four times that night, they replayed it over and over. So I'd wake up and it'd be at different places, and I'd watch a little <laughs> bit and go to sleep. So I woke up at one point and it was about halfway through the main event. And so I sat up and I, it was probably more than it was not more than halfway through because I went back and rewatched it and it was towards the end. But I went back and rewatched it. All right, I mean, uh, so I watched it. I woke up. I was like, "Hey, I'm awake. I'm gonna sit here and watch it." And I watched it. And I watched the ending and Drew Galloway won. And I was like, holy crap. And I was waiting for Adam Cole. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing happened. And he's celebrating and nothing happened. And then the copyright thing came down at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> and it was like, you know, copyright WWE 2017. Da, da, da And I waited a little bit and then it faded away. And I thought i seen the very end. But I literally must have passed out while watching the fucking damn logo at the bottom. Because I thought I'd seen the end of it, and I even text uh, Pacey the next day, like, no Adam Cole, and I was just so bummed. <laughs> but Pacey's like, yeah, but you really have to go back and rewatch the whole pay-per-view, and I was like, alright, or you like rewatch the main event. The last two, two like, matches, right.
2: I think is what I said.
0: So, yeah, probably. So I went back and I rewatched from where I had fell asleep to there. And then I seen the end and the end happened. And I was like, yeah, cool. And I was actually about to flick it again before it happened. And all of a sudden I seen audience members like, oh, you know what? I seen audience members looking and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And I was like, bam, Adam Cole, baby.
2: Well, they didn't even show Uh, Adam Cole first. They showed Red Dragon first. And then Adam Cole was right afterwards. But, yeah. Yeah, everybody, the crowd, the crowd, I think it was to throw the crowd off from Adam Cole running down because the crowd initially popped for Red Dragon. And then, and then you could see Adam Cole running through the crowd. But yeah, no, it was super dope and I was super happy for you and then you didn't see it and I was super frustrating (laughs) with you. Right. And then the next night for SummerSlam, I passed out during the Banks Bliss match and I didn't wake up till the first main event, so... Uh, right?
0: we, we we traded our sleeping schedules Right. <laughs> which oh. at least one of us gets to watch, watch a full pay-per-view all the way through of course ah. you got the good one and I got the fucking 27 hour <laughs> summer slam right. so I, I got a good nap the real winner I got there. a good
2: fucking nap I woke up and I'm like yeah I'm right for the night and there's nothing else to do well yeah
0: when you got a fucking 8 hour <laughs> pay-per-view you can nap in between and fucking watch a good chunk of it Oh, hey! Speaking of the, uh, okay, I, I'm I'm gonna get some of my news. Um, I, I don't know with everything going on if you'll be able to uh, put up the graphic or oh, not. Yeah. yeah. But I am gonna talk about the um I, I am gonna talk about the pre-show a little bit here in just a second. I do want to talk about though. Speaking of Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Don't know if anybody else noticed this, but on Raw this week, after Adam Cole debuted on NXT. I think Seth Rollins said the words bay bay no less than three times in his promo. <laughs> Fucking Rollins. Come on. Reel it in, buddy. Just just right. reel it in a bit. You got your own <laughs> shit. You got your own gimmick. You had your time as Ring of Honor champion. Just let somebody else shine right now. You don't need to take his shit. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. Uh, yeah. I was disappointed with that, but nonetheless, um, nine o'clock hour folks, do you know where your kids are? Uh, yeah. Uh, are we ready? Do we want to talk about that? That pre-show? Yeah. Why? My thing is, this is why I don't think, um, this is why I don't think a two hour pre-show is not only necessary, why I do think it's harmful. Two-hour pre-show on top of a four-hour fucking show, which didn't need to go four hours as we figured out. Some great matches, but easily some fat that could have been trimmed off. There
2: were some good-ass matches on the pre-show, too. Like, oh, my God.
0: Uh, I, I, I haven't watched the pre-show. The only thing I've heard is the New Day uh, Usos match was awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, it really I haven't heard fucking of everything was. I else
0: being good.
2: Well, that's all um, I watched. I came in right about the time that that match started. But some good-ass
0: matches.
2: I, 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 I turned to Kirsten. I turned to Pat Red, and I tells her, I tells her, one of these days, straight to the moon. No, I, I tells her that this is this is both of these groups. This is the Uso and the New Day saying, this. we have to show them that they can never put us on a pre-show again because this was easily yep. one of the best matches of the night.
0: I've heard that from a lot of people. I need to go back and watch it. I, um, you weren't you the one, it was either you or B. one of you two even reminded me that it started at six. I did. I, I was going to just start turning it on like sometime after six to watch the pre-show. And it's like, Oh fuck. The pre-show started at four. <laughs> I didn't fucking realize that. Yeah, it was you. Cause you were like, Hey, you watching live now? And I was like, Fuck. I was just getting ready to watch the pre-show, but yeah, I guess if it's airing live now, let's watch the whole show. But as um, you can so, see, guys. um,
2: oh, you go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go. You go.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I can't see, but apparently they can see. They you can see. see. You more look at a group that
2: consists
0: of consists of not only uh the Miz, and Jason Jordan who The Miz is arguably an extremely hot talent right now and is definitely a a veteran. Yeah, yeah, IC champion, a veteran of many years. Jason Jordan, who's in a hot angle right now and arguably a a hot talent at this time. I'm not going to say a hot main eventer, but a hot talent. Um, Okay, I'll give you that. You can throw away Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Um, I'll give you that, and I will. But then you got the Hardy Boys, not only Matt Hardy, who is part of the hottest angle and hottest controversy in the last couple of years of wrestling. But you have Jeff Hardy, who is arguably the, in the top three most popular WWE wrestlers wrestling today, let alone top ten of maybe all time. And as you can see from, from the, the, the graphic there, that's who they wrestled in front of, folks. You had the Hardy Boys and Miz. Wrestling in front of um, a smaller crowd than a GFW crowd, folks.
2: Yeah, no. GFW
0: is... brings it higher. If if Matt and Jeff were still in fucking GFW, they'd be wrestling in front of more people than they did during Summer Fucking Slam. Yeah,
2: yeah. He That's he cut an amazing like shoot promo on Raw, though. The did Miz? you see that? Did you see that? Yes. That was yes. so. Where
0: he was like. So this is what a sold-out Barclays fucking arena <laughs> looks like. <laughs> Which, yes, I, I you know, you got to shit on him for, for screwing it up. But, you know, Hulk Hogan's done the same thing, right. so he's in good company. And who cares? Um, he's yeah, a he's heel. Like, he healed a, it up, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, so this is what it looks like to be in front of a sold-out Barclays arena. I wouldn't know. Now, that being said, I got to bring up the fact that um, neither NXT uh, Brooklyn 3, North SummerSlam sold out the Barclays Arena. That's got to be depressing for WWE. Well, I mean, look
2: at how they treat SummerSlam. They don't do anything special for the setup. They don't have, you know, the biggest match on the, on the bill
0: was a Fatal 4-Way. You know, they could have done right. so which, much more, and they should have. Which traditionally does not bring in buy rates and does not bring in gate sales. Traditionally, tag teams um fatal four ways three ways are not the biggest buy rates and gate sales yeah yeah and for good
2: reason they could and should have did a lot more with their second biggest pay-per-view of the year i'm disappointed in
0: them and i usually hold a hope yeah i agree i i am also and i and i think i mean that graphic just speaks volumes to me because it wasn't that people didn't want to see that match. Right. It wasn't that people didn't want to see the Miztourage versus the Hardys and Jason Jordan. It was that people didn't want to come and sit for fucking eight hours in the arena. People were out at the bars doing things. That's they were not in their even hotel the rooms getting the
2: ready. Security didn't let people start filtering through till five o'clock. So until the pre-show started, and they, had, they were checking people more or something due to rowdy fans at an event the previous week. Shit. is what boils down to. But it's just it's shitty management. And, you know, shitty management and the fact that they don't make a spectacle out of their second biggest pay-per-view.
0: Let's be honest. If they opened the the fucking doors at 2 p.m., there was not going to be a sold-out crowd that was going to be watching that match. By no means. Not at 5 fucking p.m. when they were going to be there until fucking 10, 11 p.m., right? Right. I really, I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but I can't imagine that. I know people that I know people that don't even show up, fucking for the first match of the pre of the main show. You know, they're just like, well, we'll just, you know, we'll walk in when we walk in. All I want to see is the main event.
2: Yep. Hey, hey, it goes that way in local music, too, my friend. Trust me, trust me.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> people that don't show up until the fucking headlining yeah. act is supposed to. I only to go want to on.
2: see one or two acts on the bill. Uh, if- fuck off with that attitude fuck off with that shit
0: how much money are you spending on tickets right that's where this pre-show thing i mean not not only the pre-show and i've gone over and over about how i think the pre-show does make a difference some people say it doesn't i think it does but having this fucking six-hour show and having a two-hour pre-show if you're gonna have a two-hour pre-show save all the fucking matches for the second hour yeah. you can do recaps and interviews and video packages and all that the first hour save the, the all the matches for the second hour all i just right? don't just get, and
2: if you got three matches on a pre-show why the hell isn't it just the main show you know what i mean have an hour pre-show and then make your fucking show five hours long or whatever
0: you know what i don't i guess i just don't know I mean, I get I get dark matches, and I guess the pre-show is supposed to be dark matches, but then they put big names. They put the icy title match. Yeah, tag on the team titles pre-show. are always they on put the, the pre-show. the tag team title on the pre-show, and they put the Hardys on the pre-show. It's like, okay, so they're dark matches, but they're dark matches that you're trying to throw shit into to get people to watch them, which it shouldn't be. It should be your small name talents. It should be some NXT talents wrestling. It should be some two o five talents and some UK talents wrestling that you don't see a lot. It shouldn't have anything to do with the big picture. It shouldn't. Not on your pre show. That yeah. should just be matches that are there just for yeah. entertainment. That's your not superstars and about. main
2: event guys, you know. Yep. That's that's it's that's, that's what it is. You you heat up the crowd. You don't You wouldn't. You, you wouldn't show anybody X. complaining And <laughs> shove them off to the side
0: <laughs> No, no, and you shouldn't And you wouldn't see anybody complaining If uh, Big Show and Cass With Enzo in the cage was on the pre-show Right You wouldn't have seen anybody complaining If fucking Rusev and Randy Orton In their fucking 8 second <laughs> match Were on the pre-show It wouldn't have been and long enough to fill the
2: time on the pre-show though. That's the problem <laughs> That's true
0: <laughs> And after the fact, you probably wouldn't see that many people upset about seeing fucking Ginger uh, Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura on the pre-show. Although I would argue you should never have a world title on the pre-show. The match itself was definitely pre-show material.
2: Yeah, they should have they had that match at like the midpoint of the pay-per-view. You know, like where they have like an arcing up to the first main event and then an arcing to the second main event. Because that wasn't a good warm-up for me for the Fatal 4-Way. Right. I was very so disappointed. Now I, like, I could have slept another 15 like minutes.
0: A, <laughs> you probably could have, and it probably would have been much more <laughs> worth your time. Right. So we're getting into a segue into um, into SummerSlam, so we should get into the recap. We should get into our thoughts of that. Before that, I got one more news story to talk about and uh uh pasty might have a graphic for us for this one this one took place at gfw well
2: i guess the, uh, before you warmer. say that we gotta bring out
0: our jerry of the week oh shit how'd i forget the jerry on top how'd i forget the jerry you're right jerry of the week baby and who sir uh, who, is- who sir is our jerry this week the Jerry of the Week. I almost forgot we have a Jerry of the Week, and I'm the one that fucking made it up. <laughs> I'm as consistent as WWE creative. You guys got to see the graphic, by the way. If you're just listening, go check out the YouTube. Um, so the Jerry of the Week is a poor Bruce Pritchard. Yes, folks, brother love, who may have the best and biggest uh, pot wrestling podcast out there right now called Next Wrestling Earth. Yes, next to ours, of course. Uh, Called Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Um, Yeah, brother love, folks. Bruce Pritchard. He's been working in GFW since the inception of uh, GFW and the amalgamation of GFW, TNA, becoming one entity as if a symbiote on a Spider-Man turning one into the black suit. Um... This latest edition of GFW Impact saw an old familiar face come out. And uh, that old familiar face was one Jim Cornette, who we have talked about at length on this show, usually involving Vince Russo. Vince Russo was not involved in this but folks, i'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let you hear what Yet. happened. And, he will uh, be. Bruce Pritchard and Cor- and Jim Cornette met in the middle of the GFW ring. Here it is folks. So there you go, folks. Jim Cornette Holy fired shit. Bruce Pritchard from GFW. Now I don't know in that sentence, sentence, which is which is more degrading, um, being fired, being in GFW, or or having Cornette fire you. I mean, uh, of any the I don't know which one's the worst. <laughs> they, they all sound pretty Jerry to me. <laughs>
2: thusly making Jim Cornette the Rick of the Week I'm here the of the to week. fire your ass because I hate you
0: motherfucker.
2: I can't wait till he shows up wherever Vince Russo is working to fire him that'd be great
0: <laughs> come here motherfucker get out of here Vince Russo I don't give a shit if you're selling burgers at Sonic get your ass out here The drive through will wait Vince Russo isn't selling burgers at Sonic. Why am I shitting on Vince Russo? I like Vince Russo. Selling burgers at Sonic. I know you're the Burger King motherfucker. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Summer Slam! Summer uh, So we talked about the pre-show. Um, so we're not going to talk about it anymore. Just fuck it. Well, unless you got something more to say pasty
2: nah nah other than you need to watch the New Day uh, Uso match
0: I do I gotta go back and watch so that and I will there's still a handful of matches I want to rewatch. watch um, also from SummerSlam definitely the main event I want to see that one again uh, so starting on the main show they started out with the biggest name in the company folks uh, John Cena took on Baron Corbin in a match that I think, uh, honestly, until until mo- the Monday before, I had pinned Cena winning. And after Corbin failed in that cash-in, you and I were on the same page, Pasty. We said Corbin's going to have this fire under him, and he's going to just uh, take destroy it. Him. I was it. Gonna destroy him. I said he was going to destroy him. Didn't and uh, um, Cena destroyed Corbin in a very quick, almost a squash, not quite a squash match, but almost, almost a squash match. Have you heard the rumors, my friend Pasty? Um, Rumors is that Vince is
2: not hot on the idea of Baron Corbin anymore, I think is the rumors.
0: Rumors that uh, Baron Corbin has been uh, pushing people the wrong way backstage a la Enzo Amore, including John Cena, who has pulled him aside a few times and uh, and talked to him. Actually, hold on, because I might actually have a, a article up here. But, uh, yeah, he uh, he seems to be in the doghouse, which would explain a lot. Would definitely explain a lot. Yes, it would.
2: I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. And I think this is why WWE needs somebody like The Undertaker to be the guy backstage, to keep people in line. Because people like Enzo Mor- More and Baron Corbin should not be walking around with any kind of attitude towards people who have been no. doing it for a lot longer.
0: No, but you, but it's the it's the internet era, dude, and people and the get, problem this, is, people problem get is, such a big head so
2: quickly. Roman Reigns is the guy running around saying he's the one backstage swinging the sword now. He's the one filling in the Undertaker's shoes when it comes to the locker room.
0: Bitch, you ain't been here long he was, enough. Yeah, and he was given his position. Give it to Cena. Undertaker, I'll be happy if you give the it to Undertaker Cena. Undertaker worked his Give it ass to Orton because he'd he hold everyone. it. Orton would run that shit. Or, Orton's got too bad of a temper. Orton would be throwing that sword around. <laughs> he'd be swinging that shit like a fucking untamed cock, man. I don't want to see Orton get it. He would He would. He would deserve it more than Reigns, but I don't think he'd handle it very professionally or quite at all. Um, so what I got here says um, speculation has been that WWE is scaling back on Corbin's push due to his behavior on social media and in backstage. It has been reported that multiple incidents, including a backstage altercation with John Cena, is what led to Corbin's WWE push being halted. The reports noted that during the August 15th WWE SmackDown tapings, Corbin was chewed out backstage by John Cena in front of creative and other WWE talents at the gorilla position. Cena was reportedly unhappy with the way Corbin perceives himself and his general backstage attitude in WWE. The report further says that Cena even took a shot at Corbin on WWE TV and referenced their real-life heat at um, at a video that that was clipped on here. But anyways, in SummerSlam, Cena could be seen yelling at Corbin saying, Nothing is about you. You ain't done shit here, so you don't know what it's like. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, that phrase alone is not very um is not very John Cena character.
2: No, definitely and not. And especially
0: swearing is not very John Cena character.
2: Not very. So PG. I would
0: believe Yeah, not very at all. So I would believe that that might be shoot right there, not a work. So if if uh Baron Corbin is pissing people off backstage, I would avoid pissing off John Cena. Not a good not a good idea. Yeah. As he's learning right now. <laughs> um, that would explain a lot, though, because um, as you had stated, I mean, you you called the Corbin push long before he even got a push. Yeah. But I was buying into it. I mean, I think we all see they were actually behind this Corbin machine. And it looks like all of a sudden, bam, you know, halt that shit, press the brakes. See, and that's
2: another thing I don't like, is whenever Vince gets a a wild hair up his ass, he's just so quick to change everything. You don't do that. You punish him on your own. But you gotta... Yeah. I don't want to see that shit on TV.
0: Talk about changing everything. What the fuck did I hear? There was two big changes that Vince McMahon made last fucking minute. Um... Oh... I heard that he had made um, the the Jinder Mahal uh, um, in Nakamura. He had changed that because originally it was supposed to be. And again, this is uh, rumor and innuendo, speculation. But I have heard that he was that the original plan was for Jinder Mahal to lose via disqualification the Singh brothers would come in and actually interfere in the match and get a disqualification so Nakamura would have the win but Jinder would still hold the championship. Now, the the idea is that Vince McMahon changed that at, what was it, 7 o'clock Eastern time? Which would have been one hour into the pay-per-view. That sounds like Vinny. And... (laughs) It very much does. And it sounds like um, that decision um, directly affected um, the the Rusev-Randy Orton match because Vince McMahon at the same time felt that there was too many heels winning and that he had to give a face a win. And allegedly, according to this story, which this part I almost don't buy, but according to this report, Rusev was going to win the match against Randy Orton, but since Vince decided to have Mahal win clean over Shinsuke, he wanted Rusev the heel to lose to Orton, the face. That one I don't know about, but it would kind of explain the clusterfuck, like I don't give a fuck match but uh yeah talk about vince mcmahon changing. if these reports are true vince mcmahon changed a champ a championship title match ten, uh, one hour after the pay-per-view already ran so holy shit yeah that's not i mean he's a godfather of wrestling but that's not professional
2: no no it isn't and and i feel like it's just it's gonna piss off superstars and they're not gonna give nearly as good of a match as they would have given some fucking notice
0: and it pisses off fans
2: yeah. obviously because oh, yeah. those
0: two matches are not looked at uh well in retrospect yeah yeah at I'm least very not what i've read seen and heard yeah so um let, let's go on we had the women's smackdown title match which was natalia versus naomi yeah uh natalia won this one with the sharpshooter i was surprised um, not a good match. You kind called it, though. You said,
2: you said Natty was going to win it. I went against yeah, you here. And, and,
0: and I, you know what? And I do, I, I think it's time, and, and I feel it's okay. It does surprise me just for the fact that they have uh, they gave her the whole glow title, and they've been selling glow titles and stuff like that. But this isn't the first time that as soon as they yeah. start marketing shit, Y2 they change AJ? somebody.
2: You want to talk about selling yeah, our shirts as yeah. Watu AJ? The
0: first <laughs> yeah, the, the, the week they sold the shirts, or the week the shirts went on sale, they broke up. So, I mean, that goes back to exactly what you said, Pasty. Vince McMahon has the attention span of a fucking crackhead gopher or squirrel, I'd say. I'm
2: telling you, WWE, and he's going to cut me off for this, I swear to God he is, will be a far better probably... place once he's dead and gone. Cause once he leaves the company they're still in danger of him coming around and poking his nose his big bulbousy fucking what 71 year old nose 72 today 72 72 and we love oh. you vince god we bless do. you and Godspeed. We, we love you <laughs> enough, <man>. we hope <laughs> you can't get to
0: heaven fast <laughs> enough man we hope you can't get to heaven fast enough um, and for that It is a drink of this mini ale. Holy shit. It is. I'm used to drinking like 16 ounces and this shit like feels like a baby can in my hand. So in this
2: podcast, I have drinking 25% more beer than I did the entire SummerSlam weekend.
0: And I, you know what? I drank two beers for you can't see. I drank two beers, and I'm on third. Woo. This is a much more worthwhile occasion, I would I would argue. It's good. Um, so after that championship match, we had Big Ass versus Big Show with Enzo Amore in a shark cage. And I think I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again. I think this may be the first time in WWE history – that a face has been locked in the shark cage. It's almost always a heel. And it's almost always a heel manager, which I guess Enzo is like a semi-manager. Who, I don't know what the fuck he I is. I still
2: feel like Jericho was a face back then. Um, <laughs> I feel like they were a face-heel pairing because Jericho always wanted to make Kevin happy and Kevin you know, was you never could, satisfied. You could argue that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely could make a case for that. He, was, he wasn't yes, selling he merch, or... so
2: by his own definition, he's a heel. So, I, I, my case is shot out of the air by his logic.
0: Nah. No, you can argue with Jericho. What does Jericho know about the Y2J character? Answer that. Fuck, plus he's Canadian. Fuck him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and a big shout out to all our Canadian listeners out there. Yeah. We love you, Canucks. we have some uh, fries and gravy. Poutine. And all-dressed fucking potato chips.
2: Poutine. Potato chips. Uh, you know what I got? About I got everything battling cream cheese kettle chips.
0: Okay, you know what? Those motherfuckers literally taste like potato chips with no fucking salt. Like <laughs> really? just plain potato chips with no salt. I feel like I they... was so disappointed. So dis Have you tried them yet?
2: Yes, I have them. I have them.
0: Do you like them?
2: I don't hate them. They don't taste like what they say they do. But Kirsten, I think, is the closest to it. She said it tastes like sour cream and onion mixed with, um, what? Uh, maybe it was sour cream and cheddar
0: chips. Oh, my gosh. I don't taste any onion at all in the bag I had. At least I got one of those mini bags. I don't know. Maybe did you get a big bag? Yeah, yeah, I got a
2: normal size bag
0: maybe they have more flavor i mean to me literally i i had like 3 chips and they all literally just tasted like a like a plain potato chip but even not salted and i'm like this is a plain bagel this is not like for an everything bagel i expect at least garlic cuz garlic's in an they everything should release bagel plain onion
2: bagel plain bagel flavored potato chips
0: <laughs> you know i i was even talking to one of my coworkers and i was like maybe they're good with cream cheese i don't know <laughs> The ones I want to try though are the fried green tomato. Yeah, I want to try those, and I've heard the taco ones are really good. And I heard the taco ones you taste the lettuce a lot in it.
2: There you go. Which is okay. surprising. I've just th- surprising. I-, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, another taco chip, and I immediately like that's the only one I'm probably
0: not going to try. Yeah, I-, I wasn't excited for it either, but I've heard good things about it. But the the fried green tomato one I was excited to try, and I haven't yet. My my
2: favorite to this, day... Is the uh... southern the, biscuits and gravy? No, that just tastes like oh, pepper. That's a
0: good one. It just tastes oh, like I pepper. Like that one.
2: No, I like um the, the late nighter sliders. Chips. Oh yeah, because you can yeah. taste the pickle really oh, yeah, good in The pickle everything. You can you can seriously. It's, like the, it's like the The
0: pickle. You can even taste the ketchup, and I'm not a ketchup fan, but you taste it, and it's okay in that chip. Yeah,
2: it's it's good. That's. I think that is my favorite potato chip
0: I concur, that's a very flavorful potato chip I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's very flavorful
2: Your, your tongue definitely um, doesn't that's get how tired exciting,
0: of them. That's how exciting Big Cass and Big Show was <laughs> that we literally got sidetracked by different flavor of potato chips SummerSlam, second biggest show of the year, motherfuckers God. Oh shit Damn so i mean we gotta talk about more potato chips more potato chips i'm a, I'm a big fan of the fucking cheddar and sour cream man because it's two of the fattiest things you can find put together with a fatty product as a potato chip <laughs> itself i just i like to pile on the fat that's why i love fucking chicharrons, uh, chicharrones man i fucking sit down i'll eat fucking bags and bags of chicharrones mitchell will also and it's just like, why are they so delicious, Dad? And I was like, you know what? Cause some genius, some motherfucker out there was smart enough to say, you know what would make pork fat even better? If we threw it in deep fry grease <laughs> 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 And pork rinds are born, folks. <laughs> let's let's deep fry pig fat in pig lard.
2: <laughs> Fucking I love pork rinds, I love pork rinds, but I've had my experiences where there's still hair on the rinds, and then I'm not happy with it anymore. Dude,
0: that's like the the prize in the fucking Cracker Jack, what
2: the fuck are you talking about, man? Not for me, all SummerSlam weekend, it was Fritos soups and chili cheese dip with Velveeta cheese and a can of chili. Mmm.
0: Speaking of Fritos and speaking of chili, have you ever seen those fucking uh, chili Fritos that got the fucking grill marks on them?
2: Not with grill marks, no. Like,
0: who the fuck's out there grilling fucking Fritos (laughs) that you got to put fake grill marks on the Fritos? Like, like, like you're sitting there, crack open a bag, pour some in a bowl and look at it and like, oh man. Grill marks, man. That brings me back to when Dad used to grill the Fritos on the grill back as a boy. I remember those summer afternoons on the cabin. Dad, can I have a Frito? Not yet, son. It's not quite done. At the cabin. God, you have such a vivid imagination.
2: I hear Fritos on the grill, and I think of the brokest family in history. Like, they get a little thirty-cent bag of Fritos, and how can we make the stretch for the family? We gotta throw it on the grill. Because they shut our gas off
0: earlier today. <laughs> oh, um, I don't even know where to fuck... I was going on something else and I forgot where the fuck I was going. So I might get back into wrestling. I really thought I was going somewhere for a second. Uh, oh, oh, did you see what I ate for SummerSlam, uh, uh, for SummerSlam? Uh... I had a giant fucking super... SummerSlam supreme submarine sandwich yes, yes
2: i did see that it I was did. it
0: was huge it was like two and a half plates long it had roast beef and turkey and ham with lettuce and pickles and tomatoes and bacon and mayonnaise <laughs> and it was just fucking delicious fuck yeah oh and and, and it had provolone cheese it was killer I mean, I had it with uh, chicharrones on the side. There you go. Anyways, See there's a bunch of people listening to this who probably have no idea what chicharrones are. Folks, chicharrones are are pork rinds, just to let you know.
2: You know, I always got to go, especially with the longer, like, five, six-hour sitting pay-per-views. I got to go with the Velveeta cheese dip with some chili. Because if I'm going to be sitting there, I might as well cement myself to the seat while I do it.
0: See, my problem is if I got to work in the morning, which I do have to work on a Monday morning, I'm going to have so bad acid reflux that I'm going to be sleeping, sitting up, and still waking up. I can't do any kind of chili with my shit. That's why I was pretty basic with my sandwich and my chicharrones because it's it's pretty basic. I was gassy Not too much for days. To I was gassy for days. but I, I, I believe it, man. I've, I've been around you when you've been gassy. I let a good one go before we went live today, and I couldn't believe you picked that up on the mic.
2: from, like, across your house.
0: (laughs) You're like, dude, you didn't have to fart. I was like, holy shit, you heard that? I thought I was safe. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was, that was, I was impressed, man. (laughs) Impressed in myself and in you and in the mic and in your audio. Like, all of it, it all impressed me. All right, um, we, we can we can talk about wrestling. Sure, fuck it. let's your let's do something ass. different. I know, right? <laughs> We're too gonna busy do something worrying different about everybody folks.
2: else, Fat Mac. <laughs> What's that? Said so you're too busy worrying about everybody else, Fat Mac. You gotta appreciate your own asshole sometimes. Get you some something. baby oil, lube your two fingers up, and start working them in there. Twist it around.
0: I don't know about that. I don't know the ass play. It's one of the few... Th- I can do some really fucking shit that'll... I can do some stuff that'll make Ron Jeremy blush. But I still haven't... Uh, my own asshole is just not on... It's not on the menu, folks. But... Uh, pro Wrestling. Pro Wrestling started uh, back in the... Uh, back... <laughs> back in the circus days as a sideshow um, as an attraction to bring folks into the circus and back then you had strong men competing against other strong men. in fact, little lesson the the, the typical um, uh, superhero uniform is based off of old-school wrestlers and strong men. yes folks you look at Superman, you look at Batman you look at those and they're based off of the old school strongman who would wear a leotard and that way he could show off his rippling and bulging muscles. But he would wear another set of underwear over top of them because back in those times you couldn't show off all of your rippling muscles. So they'd pull up a little extra pair up there and they would get that on there and do it real nice. And many of them would wear a cape to emphasize their movements when they hoof and ha and it just <laughs> gave a little backdrop and that is actually where the current day uh superhero kind of came from there you go folks that's your that's your lesson for the i mean this isn't me no making sure this know. is actually real I mean it sounds like something I would make up but this is this is actually real. It's I didn't make that up. That's true. That's where like the golden age superheroes came from. That's why everybody has like tights and underwear on the outside and capes. It that's, all came from fucking that's not Africa's. modern day
2: superheroes though.
0: No, golden age, golden okay. age superheroes. Okay. You,
2: you did say modern a couple of times there. Well,
0: that's where the modern day superhero came from. I'm
2: like, have you have you seen Daredevil? It took him the, the, it took him two seasons to even obtain a suit.
0: <laughs> Daredevil used to have a fucking yellow and red fucking spandex suit with uh, wings on his boots and his and his and his cowl. Um, at one point, um, somebody had mentioned wrestling. Yeah. Okay. So Big Show and Big Ass. Um, we uh, again we gotta talk about this. The big moment came, and this I'm surprised about one thing. And I'll let you see if you, you you are not sure what I'm really surprised or baffled or, or confused about. At one point, Enzo Amore oiled himself up. Yes, folks. Enzo Amore took his clothes off, <laughs> doused himself with oil, and rubbed it all over himself. And then squeezed through the cages of the shark cage and dropped down to the mat. Only to be kicked by Big Cass, and then have Big Cass beat Big Show and win.
2: <laughs> Completely fucking pointless. That was
0: pointless. <laughs> but do you, do you... Was there anything in that that really shocked you, Pacey, or that you couldn't figure out? Because there was something that I was really like... To this day, I'm still trying to figure out how they did that.
2: Uh, How do you get the
0: baby oil in there? Nah. Uh, I I don't know. People always, they always, they always smuggle something in, whether it's brass knucks or a fucking taser or something. My question is, okay, even for the sake of saying it's a, it's a work and not a shoot. So let's say it wasn't baby oil. Let's say the bars were big enough that he could just slip through by himself, which they probably were. Right. And let's say that bottle was just water. Okay. Just for show. Oh, there's a little water on me. He's rubbing it all over himself. It's all over his hands, all over his hands. So even if it's water and not oil, but worse if it's oil, how did that motherfucker hang on to that goddamn cage and not slip and fall? Damn, he's got a hell of a grip.
2: Right? That is impressive. And if
0: it was oil, damn. (laughs) That's putting your life in your own hands there. Your own oily, slippery hands. Putting
2: your life from a, a, what, a four foot drop potentially, depending on how short you are.
0: That was the shortest um, shark cage that they've ever had, also. Now, there were rumors circulating that they put Enzo in a shark cage as a rib to him because he was scared of heights. But I don't buy that with him escaping and dropping to the mat. I mean, like you said, it wasn't the super highest thing. But I I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know.
2: I mean, it could be a rib. That could be how it came out about, like, at last minute, you know? Because there was no build-up to it. It's just like, now Enzo's going in a cage.
0: And and I guess that would make sense, too, because like I said, faces rarely ever go in cages. Right. So what gave him the idea to have a face in a cage? haha <laughs> Enzo's scared of heights because he's short. Get it? Well,
2: I don't know. Is there a chance that the, the whole thing, like Enzo's like, if they're going to put me in a cage, I'm going to bring some oil up there with me.
0: Like, it's a whole work? <laughs> yeah, or like, a whole shoot, I mean? Yeah, Like, it's all a shoot? He didn't even mean to get down? And then when he came that's down, like, Big yeah, that's like Cass is just, his... is just like,
2: you're dead now.
0: <laughs> and I'm gonna win the match.
2: Watch. It did nothing. It didn't. It did nothing.
0: <laughs> it didn't! There was no point for him to escape the cage just to get booted in the goddamn face. Unless, unless that you know what, if boot, boot weakened Big Cass's leg so that he could finish <laughs> the job on Raw! This is a triple <laughs> right? shoot! Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! They planned it from the beginning.
2: And then, and then Enzo after that had to go to Vince McMahon and say, "I need protection, because when he can walk again, I'm a dead man." And Vince is like, "205 Live, homie." Right? Right?
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll pair you with a Titus Brand. You and Akira Tozawa. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, we spent a lot of time on a shitty match but that's okay uh big Cass wins with the empire elbow um pretty shitty we had randy orton versus rusev we go from shitty to we went from not very good women's match to shitty big ass E big show big enzo match to randy orton defeats rusev in eight seconds folks it has been clocked in at eight seconds um Rusev, to his credit, Rusev attacked Orton right off the fucking bat before the bell rang and actually gave him a pretty good beating for 30 seconds before the bell rang, whatever. They got into the ring, the bell rang, and Randy Orton hit one of the most devastating and best-looking RKOs we've ever seen. Rusev, and I said this while Pasty was out wandering around, but I'm gonna say it again, so Pacey can hear it. Rusev sold that fucking RKO like the Rock used to sell the Stunner. Like that was a fucking RKO for the ages. I Did I lose sleeping. you again, Pasty? No, oh, I was
2: sleeping. Shit. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: I mean, this is for for this being an eight-second match. Um, that and one other thing on this show are gonna be clips shared throughout SummerSlam history. For for decades to come, I mean, you talk about you know they they love to get their little video clips. Oh yeah, they love to get their moments. And they, they can't love to get talk that, about
2: this. They can't talk about uh, Chris Benoit's record streak for quickest mm-hmm. matches against who was that Christian? Who the fuck did he keep beating really fast? I think it was Christian. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look look it up. It uh.
0: Because uh, um, Chris Benoit's death happened during the time I wasn't watching wrestling again, so I'm I'm going off of memory and, and shit on that. Um, but this is definitely, I mean, this gave him a SummerSlam moment, but it was worthless, it was pointless. It doesn't help Orton, it doesn't hurt Rusev. Or, I mean, it doesn't help Rusev. It does hurt Rusev a lot. Um, Now, they could have had a good back-and-forth match with Rusev really putting it to Orton and beating the shit out of him really good and then Orton hitting an RKO out of nowhere, especially that RKO out of nowhere, and winning. And I think it would have made both of them look good. But you that know, is not what they did.
2: I Google search who did Chris Benoit beat really fast, and all that comes up is...
0: His son! His, his son! his <laughs> son! Is that what it does, yeah. it, it... does it say his son? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it might not it might not deserve a rim shot but it got a rim shot
2: hey at least you're on your buttons man
0: oh. <laughs> I, I it. yeah it's, it's really good now I'm just playing with the buttons Oh, this is... <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is good though I love it yeah.
2: Yes. Um, and
0: what about David Benoit? You ever think he's going to um,
2: do then I'm typing more words to try to make it better. Like, more defined. So I put in WWE. I put in submission. Still,
0: just this family dying. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you keep going on that. We're going to move on to a, uh, a good match. A good match, um, Raw Women's Championship match, Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss is the champion going into this. Uh, I thought a very good match. I wouldn't say either of their best match, but a very good match, especially considering, I'd say up to this point, um, this was the highlight of the show up to this point. Easily. And uh Sasha Banks wins with the bank statement. Now, pasty, help me out if you can. I could not for the life of me remember who I picked as the winner for this match. Can you remember who you think either of us picked for this match? I think it was Bliss. No? You think we both picked Bliss?
2: I don't know. That's 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 tough. I think
0: I, I yeah, see, I couldn't I couldn't remember it and I haven't had time to go back. Folks, we're gonna have to start fucking writing this shit down as we do it. So I know who picked what and we'll have it down. And we haven't hey, done that.
2: We're failing you. If you're listening and fitting. your occupation is a court stenographer, we will hire you. We got a
0: job for you.
2: We will pay you in grilled Fritos. Yes.
0: <laughs> grilled Fritos <laughs> and plain bagel potato <laughs> chips. <laughs> if you want to stenography <laughs> our show, is that the word? Did I, did I did I make up a correct I word? I think you made up a, up a word. I don't think you okay.
2: made up a correct word.
0: Stenography isn't a word. So I, what is I the word know. of stenography? <laughs> what is what? What is the what is the the it's, adjective for stenographying? S- stenograph. <laughs> stenograph. I thought stenograph was the snuffleupagus's girlfriend <laughs> in Sesame Street, wasn't it? Wasn't that the one that big? Big Bird ended up fucking cockling him with?
2: (laughs) I think so. I think you're right.
0: Hey, Snuffy, how are you doing? Well, Big Bird, I found yellow feathers in Stenography's cunt again. I'm starting to wonder if the trunk's not enough. Oh, Sesame Street took a turn after Jim Henson died, man. It's just not the same anymore. It's just not the same. Um, And so, that brings us to Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. So here's my theory, okay? So what happened is the demon Finn Balor um, pinned the Eater of Pins, Bray Wyatt... I don't think that shocked anybody. I think we were both picking that one, right, Pasty? Yes. Yeah. So here's here's my theory. Here's my theory. And just listen to me here for a second. So the Raw before SummerSlam, Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor have a match. And Bray Wyatt beats Finn Balor clean. Pins him. Right? Right. Then SummerSlam comes, and the Demon comes out, and he beats Bray Wyatt. Pins him clean, right? Right. So for me, the next logical step is since Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt had a match, and Bray Wyatt won but then Finn Balor's alter ego came out and beat Bray Wyatt, <laughs> is that now Bray Wyatt's alter ego needs to come out and beat Finn Balor, and Husky Harris is making a return, folks!
2: There you go! My mind went to now Finn Balor and the Demon have to fight, but
0: okay. Uh, that, that, that would be interesting also. Very interesting. I want to see Husky Harris versus Finn Balor. And then we get Husky Harris versus the Demon.
2: Oh, God. And then Husky Harris and Bo Dallas can be a tech team. Yes. And I can finally put all my love for wrestling to sleep because Bray Wyatt... You know what
0: I want to happen? During, the, during the Husky Harris fucking uh, demon match, Bo Dallas comes in and interferes. And during the match, the demon and Bo Dallas are rolling around and fighting and wrestling, and in all of the hubbub, the, the paint rubs off of Balor and on to fucking Dallas. And he usurps the demon uh, numb de, de guerre, if you will. And all of a sudden, Mo Dallas is the demon king! And he keeps it for a while. And then they got it up in the fucking ladder match, you know, at Wrestlemania. The paint, the paint is a symbiote. <laughs> you know, there's a couple of fucking buckets of paint up there and shit. During, during a ladder match, and whoever gets it and dumps it on themselves and
2: Oh, Finn Balor doesn't get his paint pack until uh, Met gets to be broken and dips him in the lake rejuvenation.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> the lake of rejuvenation. And all of a sudden he gets it. That would be so awesome.
2: I started a uh, great. Sta- started course, a new stream IRS of. A... <laughs> I started a new stream of Ark oh, on oh, PS4, and I made a boat, and I named my
0: boat Skarsgard. That's
2: awesome.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say that we gotta have a uh, IRS in the match that fucking uh Bo Dallas and fucking and Matt Hardy are in with the lake of rejuvenation. He just needs to make an appearance. Maybe just <laughs> as the tax man. Like he's just doing the, the Hardy's taxes while they fight. He
2: takes both Bray and Bo out by their earlobes. <laughs> right just come on, boys. You guys aren't good enough to be here
0: million-dollar man comes in from behind and fucking nails him with the million-dollar belt.
2: <laughs> man, this shit... Oh, man. We might get no, off track, but this better, shit is better is than most of SummerSlam.
0: <laughs> what's even better is is, is, is uh, uh, Ted DiBiase throws IRS into the Lake of Rejuvenation and he comes out as Mike Rotunda from the Varsity Club and he's there with Dr. Death Steve Blackman <laughs> and with... Uh, um, uh, fucking uh, Steiner, who's not Scott Rick Steiner, <laughs> and and they come out in their varsity jackets and everything as they did back in the fucking old NWA. Man, fuck, we got this. Give us a show, WWE. Just give us, <laughs> just give us five minute segments like fucking Southpaw. Come on, man. Give us Edge and Christian's old spot. We'll fucking take it. We'll do it with half the money they did it with.
2: <laughs> half the money. Why is Southpaw on YouTube and not on the network?
0: I I think it, I think it's smart. I think it will be on the network at some point, but I think from my uh, from my understanding, and this comes from um, different interviews with actual talents who are on Southpaw, was that it was never even really intended to be a real thing, and then they were like, "Well, okay, let's shoot it," and then they shot it. with the the plans of it being a network thing but then they still weren't really behind it and so they put it out on YouTube Um, how the second season didn't end up going to the network I thought it would I thought for sure the second season was going to the or that the first season would air on the network when the second season aired on YouTube and it hasn't yet so I'm not sure I guess long story short I'm not sure pasty
2: not sure (laughs) not sure Man, I want to watch Idiocracy oh, oh now. Oh, shit.
0: Six, six minutes left, and we got to get through this motherfucker. But, but now I want to watch Idiocracy. Uh, You can watch it. You can watch it tonight. Raw Tag Team Championship match. The Shield versus Dublin 07. Dublin 07 are the champs going into this. Uh, The Shield ends up winning this, but my favorite moment of the fucking night happens during this match, folks. In the middle of the match, Cesaro jumps over to ropes, leaps to ringside, <laughs> hops over the barricade into the crowd. What's going on, you might wonder? Because we all did. We said, what's going on? He snatches a fucking beach ball out of the air and rips it to shreds <laughs> while millions of fans across the world shed tears for that poor beach ball. Oh, yeah. Um uh, I loved this. I loved the fact that a superstar is standing up for the disrespect of the beach ball. Yes, as a paying fan, you have the right to blah, 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 blah. Yes. Yes, you do. hundred percent. Doesn't mean it's not disrespectful. I have the right to do disrespectful things to a lot of people. I don't do it because it's disrespectful. So the fact that this beach ball is fucking going around and people are cheering beach ball beach ball while there's an actual really good match going on i thought this match was very good yeah not the best match of the night not even the best tag team match of the night but good and uh folks are disrespecting it by playing with a beach ball and giving their now you and i are both fucking uh we, we we've hit a fucking a festival or two You introduced me to festivals, let me say. (laughs) So I understand the distraction of bouncy balls during a show. I get that. Um, I watched A1 Strategy literally make it um, a point. Like, take offense if he wasn't one to slap the balloon (laughs) coming within a 10-foot radius of him. He was knocking young girls over to slap a fucking balloon so i get the appeal i do 100 percent. i get the appeal but i also i i fucking give cesaro a fucking applause for taking it upon his professional self to say fuck it i'm getting rid of this shit hey it was good and honestly i
2: think it's good on both parts i think it's your duty to have fun I don't. I don't see. I, I yeah, get. I get is. that it's disrespectful. I get that. <clears throat> but God damn it, it's a beach ball and it's fucking fun. And I would love to do it at a wrestling <laughs> show. I would. Uh, I do love that Cesaro ripped it in half, and I love that it brought forth the newest person I followed on Twitter, the Beach Ball Bandit. Have you heard the, the <laughs> tweets from this guy?
0: I, I have not. <laughs>
2: He goes off on, a, on a, a tirade. Hang on. You you keep it on the same topic, but give me a second. I'll get up the twits.
0: I, I will. You get going on that. And I'm going to say, I think the unsung hero, hero in all of this is the female security guard who originally confiscated the beach ball. Um, allegedly, it, it started in the 100s section and somehow made its way down to the front. Because it happens, people try to hit it to the front because everybody wants to hit it into the ring. The same way Strata kept saying, I'm going to hit it on stage. Watch me hit the drummer. (laughs) (laughs) So I I get it. I I understand how it came to be front fucking row. I get it. So this security guard, she got a hold of the beach ball. Oh, I got it now. She said, just like that. I heard her just like that. She took it and she put it under her chair and the most sacred place in an arena is under a security guard's chair. Nothing can touch that. (laughs) Nothing can. It's as if there are thousands of Mortys surrounded it, getting fucking jabbed on the sides with fucking spikes like that, just in fucking (laughs) agony, It's just like that. You can't get it. You can't. And it was safe. But as soon as she did that, the power of the people arose, and a song sung from the arena and it went and that security guard became the biggest heel (laughs) in WWE (laughs) that night. And she looked around and, and some say that the Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day. And she reached beneath her seat and she grabbed the beach ball and nonchalantly, she tossed it back over her head. <laughs> had she never done that, none double of this face. would have ever happened. She, she did, the, is the, the unsung hero of the night.
2: The sacred double turn, man. The sacred double turn.
0: Right? Yeah, she did. She did. She went heel on us, but then she had a change of heart. <laughs> she went face on us. Uh, God okay. bless her. I don't have a name for her, but God bless her. So so
2: the Beach Ball band was born from this. And he says on Twitter in a series of tweets If a ball full of human beth bothers you and your fandom of wrestling, I don't think WWE is for you. And then he said, Another day, another show to attend tonight. WWE SmackDown Live. Be ready. There may be Beach Ball Mania coming for you. And anyone- dun, dun, dun. And he's thinking about making custom uh, Beach Ball Bandit Beach Balls. And then when security guards took people out of the arena for throwing beach balls, he said, okay, WWE, that's how you want it. I can't be stopped. You ready? I I thought I wouldn't. You thought I wouldn't have a plan B? See you in Memphis. And since then, beach balls have been banned from the arena. There you go. We got to fight Spoken for our freedom like folks. a true
0: hero. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good stuff, a good show. We are going over our time. We got a little bit of time left. But you know what? The beach ball deserves our attention, and we gave it to him. Uh, where the fuck are we at? Oh, shit. We're at a good match. We're at a good match. Um, U.S. championship match. Shane McMahon is the special guest referee. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. Um, this was... I'm torn. This is probably the best match yet for AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, but still not the match that they should have. And I don't think it could have been with the special guest referee stipulation. This match was almost the Shane McMahon show. I'd say 50% at least of the focus was on Shane McMahon.
2: I did not see it. <laughs> okay. I haven't went back either. Um, I heard AJ won.
0: So, yeah, yeah, he did. And, and it was good. It was a good match. He won with probably the worst Styles Clash yet on the WWE roster. It was, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if he was trying to do it too fast or if Owens wasn't uh, uh, setting up good enough and sandbagged him accidentally. Um, it, it wasn't a dangerous-looking Styles Clash. It just was a pretty crappy-looking Styles Clash. But it was it was more the Shane McMahon show. It was at least 50% him. And hey, that sells tickets. That's not a bad thing. And he... Um, you know what? If if my parents owned a global fucking entity that brought in millions of dollars, I would insert myself into the two biggest um, draws of, of the year. So I don't blame him for it. Why not do it It's not you know whatever Uh, It also looks like this is going to be I I haven't seen uh, uh, Smackdown so I'm not sure Uh, I've watched a little bit and heard a little bit And didn't hear anything about this But it looks like they're going towards A Shane McMahon Kevin Owens match At one of the next few pay-per-views Which could be good Owens is extremely violent and ruthless And Shane's extremely awesome at taking bumps That could be a good match um, you you didn't get to watch SmackDown yet either, have you? No, I have not. But I'm so looking neither forward one of us to. are sure if that. Uh, yeah, neither one of us are sure if that's uh, uh, um, explored any in SmackDown. But that's where I see this going. I think I think AJ is going on his own thing, and I think Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon are kind of going to do their kind of.
2: I did see a headline. Uh, uh, something along together. those lines, yeah. Yeah, their storyline uh, was furthered on SmackDown but i didn't read the article because yeah, i don't want it was a want...
0: really good match especially considering the night it was it was one of the greater matches we had jinder mahal versus shinsuke nakamura jinder mahal's the champion going into this he wins with uh, again probably the worst uh coloss i've seen yet and yeah. the class isn't the I, I actually like the class most people don't Basically what it is, folks, is it is a, um, a Cobra Clutch Slam. If you remember Sergeant Slaughter's old Cobra Clutch, it's, you know, it's a Cobra Clutch, and then he slams him. Um, this was pretty sloppy looking. The, the the biggest thing I, did you see this one, Pasty. Yeah, I woke up at the very beginning. See, I, I, I don't know what it was. Gender seemed like he was moving in slow motion this whole match for me like he felt really weighted down um to his credit shinsuke as good of a wrestler as shinsuke is probably should have had a better match against gender yeah. despite however gender whatever condition gender might have been in this was not shinsuke's a material either and maybe that shinsuke just being frustrated with the product and frustrated with his push that's possible well you said Vince like, maybe change know. the
2: match part way into the night maybe maybe Nakamura my and Jinder are backstage friends and maybe Gender was you know Nakamura really wanted to get the win and Gender wanted to keep the title and when that got changed you know spirits were low because the match maybe. wasn't as and good as it should have been
0: yeah maybe just changing it at the last minute um, for all we know, Ginger and Shinsuke may have had it all fucking mapped out and changing it at the last minute. They had to, to literally change everything at the last minute. And so maybe they were a step behind. I, that would explain that also. You are correct, Pasty. That would kind of explain it. So something just really seemed off between both competitors in this match to me. Um, thought it was a, a very poor match, especially for a championship match, especially mm. for a cool main event. Yeah. Fatal 4-Way for the Universal Championship. We had Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Brock... Not Block Reznor. (laughs) Brock Reznor! (laughs) Motherfuckers, coming at you from the fortress of Super Mario World, Brock. Now I I fucked up saying Block. God damn
2: it. (laughs) Block Reznor. Okay. Smaller brother of the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor.
0: (laughs) Um, Shout out to my niece because it's the only way I would know who Trent Reznor is. (laughs) This, um, from what I've seen, best match of the night, from what I heard, second best match of the night, and that's um, New Day Usos. Mm. So I I can't say that because I haven't seen it yet. But I've seen this match. You've seen both of them. Yeah. Which one do you think was better? I
2: think this was the match of the night. Uh, you, you think it was? Yeah. Cool.
0: yeah um It should be. It should, this should yeah, be the match yeah, of the night really over should. a fucking pre-show match. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. No, this was holy shit.
0: This was holy
2: shit. This yeah. was holy shit. When fucking was, Samoa Joe got Brock Lesnar in the... In the the whatever submission outside the ring the and it was a clutch yeah sorry i'm bad okay
0: that's all right
1: that's
2: all right, that's all right. <laughs> but and then roman reigns came with that spear right away i'm like holy shit this is how you're starting this it was intense it
0: was um the whole match you know and and i've, I've spoken ad nauseum about how I'm not a fan of uh, Fatal Four Ways, Triple Threats, Tag Teams, blah, blah, oh, blah, yeah. multi-man uh, championship main event ones. And yes, you are a huge fan of them. And, I, and I'm not. I am not. And I and I, I stand by it. I'm still not to this day. It
2: makes it less this, predictable. And, and it does, because be we both said the
0: joke exception about it. To the because not only was this unpredictable, and it was. We stated last week that any of these four could have walked out with it and and we wouldn't be surprised. I don't think. But this was the exception to the rule because it was an amazing match. Amazing! Yes. Psychology, action, fucking uh, wrestling holds, high spots, uh, anything you want in a good match was in this match.
2: They didn't waste any time. Most most multi-man matches go three quarters of the match or the entire thing without saying oh yeah this is a no qualification match let's use it, break a table or use a chair no this happened right. instantaneously these guys are like let's kill each other
0: now we just uh, we just had a fatal four way that was actually really awesome and I'm looking it up now for all of you on YouTube because for so- I-, I cannot think of what it was <laughs> right it's already gone uh, from the memory uh, it is and it's sad but we just had a fatal four-way that i actually thought again was really good if wwe keeps this up i might change my mind about these <laughs> multi-man matches um it was involving uh brock lesnar but obviously because he's, he's the champion was it lesnar joe uh rollins uh not amber was it was it the same people except rollins instead of strowman no it wouldn't have been no. Joe. he's pretty well wasn't it I don't know. He's fairly new, but any anyways whatever. Uh I I, no, uh, I don't know. I'm going to quit trying to think cuz I I don't do well thinking. <laughs> I do well talking, not thinking. This match awesome. Um like you said, he, the the spear Well, look at this and this might take a little bit away from Roman Reigns. Or this adds to every other competitor. I'm not sure. I think Roman Reigns threw about fucking 10 Superman punches in this match. Oh, yeah. There was a lot. Without getting a single pinfall victory. He was handing them out like fucking candy, you know, from a van of that disturbed guy who has that (laughs) green army jacket and owns the van down by the river David Spade told me uh, yeah he was just throwing them here there and everywhere um, two announced tables got fucking destroyed and one got flipped on top of fucking Lesnar which they could totally
2: oversold that table weighs hundreds of pounds no it doesn't
0: Hey, remember, these are the same people who, and again on this match, <laughs> sell that a fucking uh, computer chair getting thrown at somebody is worse than the fucking ring steps. The steel ring steps. In this match, again, though, it looked chair,
2: like the, the fucking wheel end of the chair hit Reigns in the head again. <laughs> and yes, that would hurt. I
0: don't hurt. care. If you're, yeah, it would hurt, but so does fucking falling on that mat. Yes, they hurt if you're a normal person, and they hurt these people, but they're not near as bad as the extreme shit that they take. <laughs> a chair shot to the fucking back hurts worse than a fucking computer chair throwing at your face. I'm sorry. It's a fucking computer chair. <laughs> um, I thought it was a great ending, though. Uh, Roman Reigns went for a spear, and Lesnar ended up fucking throwing him up into a F5. I would not have... There's no way I would have guessed that Roman or that um, Lesnar would have beat Roman Reigns to win. Now, I think we both picked Brock on this one. I'm actually fairly certain we both picked Brock. Which was uh which would no, have been a good bet. We both said Joe. I mean Joe, 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 I'm yeah. I'm reading Brock on my screen. I shouldn't read and talk at the same time. <laughs> we both picked Samoa Joe. Um so neither one of us picked Brock. But even if we picked Brock, I don't think either one of us would have thought it would have been pinning Reigns. I think we would have figured either Braun or Joe would have taken the pin. I thought so, but it's, I, it's
2: very fitting for Reigns to lose it. Fans love to see Reigns lose. It's a bit of fan service.
0: They do. They've I know been, that uh, was look,
2: the thing at the end of the match for me wasn't, yes, Brock won. It was... Ah, he pinned (laughs) Roman. You
0: know what the thing at the end of the match was for me? And I I literally thought this. This is probably my last thought after the match fucking went done. Was every fucking contestant looked strong. Like, that match did not end with any one person looking weak. Yeah. Joe didn't look weak. Brock didn't look weak. Reigns didn't look weak. Even though he didn't win, I would argue Braun Strowman Braun looked the, the strongest, strongest by far. Oh yeah. I mean, and and hey, how about this? For as much shit that people give Lesnar for um his his weak work schedule, I would argue in this match alone, Brock Lesnar took more fucking abuse. Oh yeah. and more fucking damage than every mid-carder combined this year, just in this oh, yeah. match. I mean, Brock let himself get fucking mortalized.
2: Yeah, he showed he every- showed love yeah. to the company and to the art form of wrestling in a way that I never would have expected from him, the way he allowed himself to be mortalized. In a way, he mortalized. hasn't done
0: it for a long time, yeah. not since this new run, definitely. Yeah, you've you seen something different this time than you have seen for a long time, oh, because... Yeah. Yeah, he really, he took about pow- he worked his ass off this match. He earned his fucking $6 million. Oh, yeah. Oh, another fun fact here that I'm just going to slip in real quick since we're over time anyways. Did you know that if you count um, the amount of money they make divided by the amount of hours they work, Brock Lesnar is paid more per hour than Bill Gates? Holy shit. <laughs> Like, by a lot. Like, not even by a little bit. By a lot. <laughs> but, think about it. Bill Gates probably works, you know, fucking six days a week. Right. Brock Lesnar. And Bill Gates brings in more money than Brock Lesnar. Do not let that. Right, don't yeah, let me yeah. fucking But you. on a scale. Brock Lesnar does yeah. not make more money than Bill Gates. I'm talking if you broke it down to an hourly pay rate, which most of us schmucks live off of. Um, Yeah, Brock Lesnar makes more money per hour than Bill Gates. (laughs) But that doesn't include whatever training Brock Lesnar does off the clock, you know, just to stay in ring shape. So it it is kind of a slighted scale because I'm sure he spends a lot of time. He has a home gym. I'm sure he Mm -hmm. spends a lot of time in his gym doing shit and, you know, whatever. I definitely think next
2: we need to see Braun versus lesnar in a one-on-one championship match and it i looks think like that's, that's where lesnar loses it
0: it looks like that's where they're going and that would be um if you would have said something a year ago maybe even six months ago i would have said no <laughs> right. definitely
2: you're gonna you're gonna ruin you bronze character if you do this now Yeah,
0: 18 months ago i would have said <laughs> fuck no fuck no <laughs> Now, I'm going to say yes. I'm okay with uh, Braun Strowman. And I think it's better for Braun to beat Lesnar because it's somewhat realistic. And then I think from Braun, you can have a smaller guy beat Braun. I think he doesn't have the aura Lesnar has. I think you need a big guy to beat Lesnar. But then I think basically anybody can beat Braun in the correct scenario Mm. from there. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: and it would be a small guy. It would be. If Enzo didn't go to 205 Live, I'd throw him up there to be the guy to do it. I would not, not that he deserves it. Not that he deserves it, but he's like the Rey Mysterio figure with a loud mouth. But, anyways, the way I envision it is they come and they fight each other in a one on one match. Braun Strowman completely brutalizes Brock Lesnar to a point where Brock Lesnar isn't moving anytime soon. He wins the match, he gets the title then goes and grabs Paul Heyman by the scruff of the neck and brings him with him. And then on Raw, you see Paul Heyman holding the championship because Braun doesn't give a shit about the championship. He just wants to fuck people up. And that is it, man. Paul Heyman, (laughs) snoo-snoo. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna let non-Futurama <laughs> fans
0: know what that's fucking means.
2: If you don't know what that means,
0: <laughs> go away. <laughs> it's... All Heyman, snoo snoo. <laughs> Poor Heyman. Mm. Um, with that, I think we're gonna call the the main show done. We will do our uh, Patreon with our Patreons Patreon. Patreon. Uh, and folks, we hope you enjoyed it. Our second. Um, YouTube video, a uh, little touch and go, but we're we're notorious for our technical difficulties, so I think we're it's are excited of our to challenge. bring those to who a whole new platform. platform.
2: It's exciting, yes, definitely. <laughs> the
0: the
2: podcast itself went over without a hitch. And is excited to put this
0: over in a brand way because <laughs> Vince loves to do that. Oh, so, man. folks, um. From all of us at CloudStyle Broadcasting, I'm Fat Mac. I'm Pasty White. And uh,
2: let us know what you think about the new screen layer on the YouTube, if you get a chance to check it out or if you're watching.
0: Let us know. It was yeah. a lot of hard work on Pasty's end. I, I, uh, I was lazy, and, and I haven't helped at all, and I apologize. But nonetheless, I love you all like a lovesick puppy. And I
2: love you even more.
0: We're out. Peace.
2: You hung up on me instead of ending it. And now I'm gonna keep streaming because he hung up on me instead of ending it. That's funny. He's a silly boy. Hello? Hi. We're still on with the YouTubers because you hung up on me instead of ending the podcast. Okay. Do I just hit do I just
0: hit thank I'm done. Yeah. Do I just hit thanks? I'm done then? Yes. Okay. And now a special sign off to YouTube.